And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Boshiel and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on. Birds How do you have time to consume all this content? <laughs> You're listening to Dave Spadaro interviews. I, I take a morning bike ride and I listen oh, to Oh, I want to oh, hear more about that, but go ahead. No, the Schuylkill Trail. I, I oh, really? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends Thursday from the Scouting Combine. Bo Wolf, Shil Kapadia, Zach Berman, and we start things off today with a special guest, Ben Solak from The Ringer. How are you? I'm well, Bob. Thanks for having me on, man. Okay, Ben, yeah, you, I asked you earlier in the week Did to come on the podcast. Did you confirm he wants to do Ben instead of Benjamin? Yeah, Ben or Benjamin. What do you think? I've, I've always gone by Ben. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin is on the Twitter account just because okay. I made that Twitter account in like high school. And right. Twitter, yeah, it was so when, like two years ago, yeah, right, right about. Uh, and it was that time where like social was, was starting to be a thing, and they were like, you have to have your real name on your social media. I was like, this is like critical. Okay. So I was like, all right, at Benjamin Solak, yeah, it's important. And then like I later learned, like, oh, you can just make dumb names. That would be way more fun. But it says Benjamin, but I've, I've always gone by Ben. So if you could have it to do over, what would be your dumb name? I don't know. I would always, I would like to have just Ben. I always like when people have just like uh, like Roger Sherman, my, my colleague at the Ringer, has yep. at Roger. Uh, and I think that's cool. You're you know just, they oh, got yeah, they early. got in early. Like How did Barry I not Pichesky get that? from uh, Defector, I yeah. think, has that. Uh, just at Barry. That's oh. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Okay. Uh, all right. So I told you earlier in the week we, we wanted you to come on the show, and you said, is this going to be an ambush? And, and I, I said, yes, there is yeah. an ambush uh, angle here. We have to start with it. We didn't listen to this, but a, a listener uh, made us aware that I guess on the on the college uh, on your on your recent podcast, yeah. you referenced us the uh, yeah. the uh, water gun to the head, Love but it. you only mentioned me and Sheila, not Zach. So is fine. there beef? Which is fine. Is there <laughs> beef <laughs> between the two of you? That's the question. Yes, absolutely. Yes. No, I um. Oh, man, I apologize for that, Zach. I didn't even think. <laughs> well, I had, here, I, I had a few uh, explanations for this, so you could tell me yeah. which one is correct. Okay. One is that, you know, you were a listener during the early Super Bowl years, but then as your it's star rose, you said, I don't yeah. have time for Birds with Friends. So then once Zach joined, I mean, that wasn't really part of your uh, listening right. experience. That could be one. Two is it was an honest mistake. I don't really like to give people benefit of the doubt, so we can throw that one out. Yeah. And three, now I think this is the most likely trying to start a little media beef you nah. know you two right here maybe you want to keep you separated uh you know make everybody star rise a little bit which of the three would you say is most likely it's it's honestly it's it's number one not to blow smoke up youtube but <laughs> when i was doing eagles podcast with bgn i was we were doing our show but also you want to listen to the good shows and you want to figure out what they're doing so i listened to bow and shield birds with friends and 
since I left doing Eagles beat. I don't listen to Birds with Friends as much oh, as I used to. Oh my God. So I haven't enjoyed the Zach era. I as figured much as I if could. it was number three, yeah. it was because he scanned the media to see who he can post up. And he found one person left, <laughs> and so he was like, "All right, that there guy, I'll that's all we got." Him. Uh, so let's try to foment the beef a little bit. I would say, what is your least favorite thing about that? <laughs> foment the beef is a horrible, horrible turn of phrase. It's really quite disgusting. No, Zach does good stuff. I love Zach. If anybody, if there's anybody to foment beef with, it's always Bo. Just because Bo is an, is an instigator and a rabble rouser. We can do that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we can do that, too. I, I, will, I will tell you this. When I was singing your praises when Bo brought this up, Bo said, you're the only, or I'm sorry, we are the only podcast that has ever asked you about X. What is X? Do you know? Oh, it's a deep cut. Was this at Shrine Bowl yes. when you united the pod together? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, like, probably the only podcast asking about Brave Young Roy, but I don't think that's what I we're referring Brave to. Roy. Yeah. Uh, no, this so was did about, Matt Roll. Uh, this was about a, uh, a diminutive <laughs> slot receiver from a small school, um, Mason Kinsey. I don't know if you oh, remember. Oh, yeah. Asked, the school started know, with a B. Yeah, from was 1 it? to 10, where did you fall on the Kinsey scale? <laughs> <laughs> Or <laughs> probably six, I think. Made it up a, a nonsense number in effort to get out of the question. This was something I had to look up to see what it was afterwards. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, just like yeah. the Throckmorton effect. <laughs> yeah, so it's good to be googling those things on a world computer. And, <laughs> the uh, best thing is we did that whole podcast about that Shrine Bowl, and James Robinson was there, and we talked about him zero. And what I remember, year. whatever. What I remember about that was like you were so like uh, declarative that uh, Khalil Davis. Either him or his brother, yeah. right? Clearly, like, clearly. He's the best player here. There's yeah. no doubt about it. He's the yeah. best player here. Like, clearly, clearly, clearly the best. And then meanwhile, Alex Highsmith went round three, and James Robinson had over 1,000 yards. And Kevin Dotson was there. Yeah. Uh, third well, round pick. My guy. Dotson. Uh, well, I mean, All right, let's move on. Kevin I don't need Walker, you to reminiscing about the Shrine Bowl three years ago. Adrian okay. Killens. Let's move on. Let's get to some current topics here. I'll take over uh, the pod. Uh, Benjamin Solik from The Ringer. I don't even know if you gave him. I, I did, he did. Early he on. did. Okay. And he prefers that, Ben. All right. Let's get, you know, we'll get draft talk, but uh, Ben has written about Jalen Hurts. He's got takes on the Eagles. Uh, the defense, I want to hear if his takes align with mine or if uh, or if he feels differently. But let's start with Hertz. Uh, Howie Roseman's walking around here. He says, oh, Ben, you know, lo- love your yeah. work. Hey, let me get let me get those digits. And then he calls you up and he says, just trying to get some advice. Not sure what to do with this quarterback situation, with Jalen, with the draft, mm-hmm. with my other options. Uh, w- what's your take? You know, you're, you're my right-hand man. This will right. be between us. Not enough us. bros thrown in. That's the only thing that doesn't sound like okay. Howie. Well, yeah, yeah. What up, bro? Right. Yeah, a couple yeah. bros. Yeah. Well, okay. uh, what I, would you tell him? I think you're comfortable right now holding pat with where you are. Like we, I, a, a big theme of this week has been us at large trying to figure out how much quarterback movement there's going to be, right? There's a Russell Wilson question, an Aaron Rodgers question, and then there's dominoes that fall from that. Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz in Indy, right? Derek Never heard Carr, of him. Like, whatever. Uh, you're very happy with the development you saw from Jalen Hurts in year two, and you can absolutely earnestly go into year three with him and say, let's see if he takes another step. That's not like a, a you know, a, a dummy sort of quarterback thing. That's, that's legitimate. You can you can give him that they run. And People are cheering yeah. this point. Yeah. Wow, what, what a, a take. good point oh, you made. Amazing. Wow. Right. Ben Solo Black, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna turn and watch the bench press and try to time my takes with right when oh. applause is gonna come. Yeah, I mean I knew he was popular, but this <laughs> is unbelievable. Right. So I think you can hold Pat. Now what that lets you do is 
watch these quarterback dominoes. And, you know, I'm sure if, like, a Russell Wilson move really does seem possible, they'll try to make that call. Howie's always on the phones, whatever. But I think you stand pat. You only take a really good deal if it falls into your lap. This isn't the year to draft a guy. You go another season with Hurts. Maybe you trade one of those first-round picks, get a little ammo for the future, and you see what it looks like after another year. Now, they seem to think that... Whatever potential Jalen Hurts has, the way he's wired, he's going to hit that. Yeah. My question, though, is what is that ceiling? What's right. the best-case scenario for Jalen Hurts? I think what you have seen from Kyler over his career in Arizona is a good example. Kyler now is a little bit more frail and has obviously gotten banged up later in the season. And Hurts is a bit of a, th- a thicker guy, a bigger build, which is nice to give you a little bit more durability. 14, but 14 the, the need to have that spread-out passing game, the need to be able to throw outside of the numbers because they don't really work the middle of the field as well. Well, uh, need to involve the quarterback in the running game. And then some of the questions, the limitations we saw Kyler in the playoffs of how well does that play style translate against playoff defenses in three straight games? We didn't even see three straight games. We only saw one. It can be tough for that play style, which really doesn't access that middle of the field. Russell Wilson with a similar problem to last all the way into January. And so you can get a guy that earnestly can take you to playoff games. I'm not sure it's the, the ceiling that you need to be able to say every year. Even if things are imperfect around him, we're a contender. It would really need to be perfect around him. And so I think you're, you're able to play out this rookie contract and you're able to feel like you're getting a good value there. It's allowing you to spend money on free agents elsewhere and really build up this team. And then when you maybe get to the end of that rookie deal, you go, okay, how high is the ceiling here? Even if he continues to improve, I don't think it's that high. We'd probably want to take a gamble on somebody who can really push us over the top. All right, I would play, let, let me play a devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. This team is 31-33 and 33 since they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They've taken advantage of a Garbanzo Beans division is the only reason we're talking about them being in the playoffs every what? year. What? What's, what's Garbanzo? Garbanzo? Garbanzo are a fine you, bean. Yeah, no, you yeah, know, you, this, this is a, well, should we explain this one? The bean, I know there take. are new listeners. We're talking about doing the, the glossary podcast. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, you know, so. You're so, not defending the Cowboys, you're <laughs> defending Garbanzo Beans. So 30 okay. years ago when I was in college, and, uh, you know, rather than just saying something was garbage or. Uh-huh. It's much more fun to fun to say that's garbanz or that's garbanzo beans, and so uh, we've adopted <laughs> a that. college age yeah. Shiokapati yeah. thinking he's cool saying garbanz. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It really, State College Pennsylvania was never the same uh, mm-hmm. after that was introduced. So we sure. expand the vocabulary. Lexicon, Trashita right? Jones, Lexicon's yeah. correct. Roberto Garbaggio, yeah. 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 Jones. It's nothing good. against the uh, garbanzo bean, but you're 31 and 33. All right, so yep. you, you kick the can down the road. I mean, my. You pat yourself on the back for going to four out of five playoffs. Yeah, I would say the most likely scenario next year is that they're once again middle of the road team. You know, anywhere from seven and ten to nine and eight, I would say, is probably the most likely outcome for them. And then you're stuck in this sort of mediocre middle phase of the NFL. Hurts might be a little bit better, but then you watch Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in the playoffs, and as our uh, handsome Rich had the line of the offseason, looks like they're playing a different sport than you were playing. And then what? Then you're, you're gonna just yeah. then then you're forced to make a move like like you've you know watched these uh, these draft prospects. W- why not look at someone like Malik Willis and say, hey, we've got three picks in the first round. Uh, maybe it's not the most likely scenario that he reaches this high level, but why not get another bite at the apple there and take a shot on someone like that? Right. Which another bite of the apple is is the Jalen Hurts theorem itself, right? It was yes. like we love quarterback here. That we worked do. out really well. Yeah, yeah we quarterback, quarterback factory. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how we do it. I mean, it, um, it, it really did work out well though because it got them out of Carson Wentz like it might have turned out much worse right. if they hadn't taken yeah it. and that's yeah. right it keeps you in that middling Settle place down. but the thing with like all right middling record over the last three years do they have a middling roster right now like I would argue they have a below average roster in the league 
and that the, the, the offensive <laughs> line did a great job carrying them in the back half of the year. They won some tight games. Uh, Hurts' improvement is great, but like when you look at the body of work in terms of like the back seven, uh, how old you're getting up front on the defensive line, and then the wide receiver room, like to me it's not a middling roster. It's below that. That's, so that's interesting. Why, that's why I like – Having I think they're Hurts. fine at like important positions. So I think right. it's like I an think average. You could roster. make a mediocre. Yeah, I think they're argument. average. Yeah, anyway. and okay. that and that's 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 right. Like if, if that's what's nice about how he's approached in terms of building through the trenches and kind of knowing his premium positions is that it allows you to be really strong there and it accounts for a lot of problems elsewhere. You're able to beat teams that just have bad offensive lines because you have that level of domination. I just think that when you have that Hurts rookie contract, it gives you the money in terms of free agency, right? The Eagles have more guys signed through 2022 than anybody else. Uh, and it gives you the, the draft picks. Did nugget. you order delivery? Did you, did you know yeah. that nugget? I'm sorry, I was, See, I was paying attention to the shrimp delivery. He said the ordered. Eagles have more players under contract in 2022. Zach knew that, I think. Yeah. 2022? I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that have, was that yeah, the, yeah. They, they have basically the, the, the fewest potential roster spots. Like like yeah, well, I, I think they only sentence. have nine unrestricted free agents right. on, okay. on the roster. Right? I didn't yeah. know so. that. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. I'm steal that nugget. Right, so you got some young guys who you can sustain. You've got some veterans who are in place. And now you can go and take advantage of a rising cap post-COVID, take advantage of three first-round picks because the deals that you've made, and really fill out the gaps in this roster. You can actually have like a good receiver room you can with god as my witness have one linebacker who can play football and like you you can fill these Sorry, spots not gonna happen yeah i don't think so but i'd love to see it tj edwards shade on this podcast is good tj is a is a smart player and and does his role well and i just think in, yeah <laughs> nate tice over sitting next to me goes go badgers but regardless uh you can fill out those spots and hopefully build it such that it no longer needs to be if we're so good on the offensive line so in the defensive line we're mediocre it's we have the actual players to really sustain a run if and when we get quarterback right so i like having hurts cheap for that reason all right i'm going to ask you the question that i think Shield wants to ask you watch all you, you know you watch every team in the league you're watching these these defensive schemes yeah is the Eagles' defense under Jonathan Gannon the most boring in the league? Oh, it's no, See, I wanted you to leave it open-ended to see if yeah. he... Uh, I mean, okay, go so Gus Bradley called cover three on every <laughs> single play. <laughs> and so it's, it's not the most boring, not the most predictable in that regard. Um, but it is really uh, frustrating to watch. Uh, uh, talk to me. Yeah. Thank you. The... Um, we have, we have the too high craze, right? We have, like, you know, the NFL is going to move to playing two deep safeties all the time. And, and that's, that's a recent movement, but we've seen other teams and other defenses do this. And when you put two safeties deep, you're taking a number out of the box, and you have to have a way to solve that problem up front. You have, have a way to solve that math. So, like, Mike Zimmer, who is the long coach, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, from whom Jonathan Gannon took some ideas, was a guy who would put a bunch of dudes on the line of scrimmage, right? Put six or seven guys, maybe blitz some, maybe not, and it would help solve the math problem, right? Brandon Staley, when he was with the Rams, was taking college fronts. Vic Fangio was, was stunting guys. Matt Eberflus and subsequently Jonathan Gannon don't do any of the solution stuff up front to solve the, the, the ramification, to solve the consequence of putting an extra safety deep. They put four guys in gaps, and then they let them go upfield. And the lack of creativity there means that unless you have, like, a Darius Leonard or a DeForest Buckner, which, like, the Eagles would love if Fletcher was still playing the way he was a couple years ago, but he's not, and he's getting a little bit old, uh, you don't have the guys who can solve that problem for you by just being elite players in that area. So without creativity in the, in the box and without, the, you know, the, the, the requisite star players in the box, you're putting two guys deep and saying, oh, this is what the league is changing to. Yeah, but you're, you're not... You're not getting into the weeds on that. You're just kind of turning one switch to too high and then kind of leaving it. Right? So it gets very stale, very predictable. You get a quarterback like Tom Brady, let alone a quarterback like Derek Carr, who had, what, like 31 for 34 mm-hmm. against yeah. the Eagles. These guys who have been in the league can look at that, look at that staticness and that predictability, especially with the Eagles players in the back seven, and say, 
I can dice this up all, every, every single quarter. It's not a problem. So there needs to be uh, an infusion of creativity. There needs to be a solution to the problem of, of basing out of too high that right now they haven't shown they have. Since, since I'm going to steal your uh, Eagles free agency nugget, you can steal this one. The Derek yeah. Carr game was the advent of the armpit scale. Okay. You, you want the opposing quarterback to have at least a couple of drips of sweat from, from the armpit yeah. when you're playing them. And yeah. I felt like the Eagles. Uh, do you think it was innovative to have two safeties play like 30 yards off the line right. of scrimmage or with their backs on the end line when you're in the red zone? Right. Do you see this? You've been talking to people this week. Do you think more teams are going to go with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think, <laughs> I think it's really innovative to play two safeties deep and not feel good about the range of either one of them. That's really, that's unique. That's never been done before. Usually you put one safety back like I'm worried he can't get to the sidelines. Eagles had two safeties back there. Don't know if either one of them can get to the sidelines. Um, they need, if, if they're going to get this Jonathan Gannon you know, kind of static look, and then this this hits principle that Matt Eberflus talks about: hustle, intensity, tackling. They're going to get that done. They need to get you need to get real players in the secondary. Yeah. So personnel wise, what what do they need to make it an actually interesting defense? Uh, you need uh, the the absolute first thing you need is a star backer, right? This worked with Zimmer, with uh, Eric Kendricks. This worked with uh, with Eberflus, with Darius Leonard. Very simply, if you are going to play too high, and you're going to ask that Mike Backer to like run the pole, right? We talked about that 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 gap between the two safeties, right down like between the hashes, run the pole. That player's got to play. That's got to be Fred Warner, Darius Leonard, Eric Kendricks. That's got to be a Nate Gary. It is. <laughs> what did Nate you say? Nate Gary, yes. <laughs> my favorite player of all time. Uh, so very simply, if if. Howie's approach to team building and his his preferred positions can't bridge that gap to Jonathan Gannon playing that defense. This is never going to work in fullness. It's never going to work. You can get that guy outside of round one. I'm not saying you have to spend a round one pick like Warner, Leonard. These guys were yeah. round two, round three. But you got to get it right. Uh, so that player is critical. And then if you're going to play with combo safeties, right? Two two high safeties means you got to be equally able to spin a single high, come down and cover a tight end, come down and fit the box. Let's be a combo guy. You have to invest in, in good athletes at that spot as well. And Ronnie McLeod is a great leader, and Anthony Harris is a smart cookie. They're not the athletes that are necessary. So corner gets attention because corner always will. That's the guy on the highlight film when the receivers are catching every pass, scoring every touchdown. But it starts in the spine. Uh, linebacker and safety is going to be where you where you begin, and then it hopefully trickles down to help out those corners when you, when you shore up those positions. I think they would agree with you on the safety point. I think to the linebacker point they would they would agree but they would say where are you getting that guy and you really need to draft the right you know if it's if if you think right. you can find him in round two you think you can find him in, in round three they have the flexibility to, to do it in, in round one I'm, I'm just curious if you could prioritize one of those spots this offseason safety or linebacker what would you do I, my heart immediately says linebacker because I'm just so sick and tired of watching the Eagles have bad linebackers um, I think I think in terms of prioritization, in terms of, of the draft capital and the money, they would probably go safety, and I would understand them going safety. You do, you do need, when you have those two safeties, you do need those guys to have uh, uh, chemistry, and you need them to work together and to have that, that, that proof of concept where they're on the field together and they're doing everything. Like, think about San Francisco with such a good defense yeah. this year. Jakiski Tart and Jimmy Ward playing together for a long time. Those guys could talk without looking at each other. You know what I mean? It was awesome to watch them and then Fred Warner kind of interact on the field and, 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 and match their stuff, pass off routes because they've been playing together for so long. So I would get investing in safety. With linebacker, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think you have to invest a first-round pick to get that guy. If you believe it's Devin Lloyd, right, the kid out of Utah, who's like 6'3", 225, gets talked about like a Fred Warner body type, 
spend the pick. I just don't think they will. And I, I, don't, I don't really rate Devin Lloyd that way. But, like, if you get if you get a Chad Mama in round two, get out of, of Wyoming, get yeah. a, uh, you know, channel. Christian Harris. Yeah. But the thing is, they went and they did the whole, like, oh, we're, let's get a crazy athlete thing with Davion Taylor. It's not just athleticism. That guy has to be really wicked smart in terms of pass coverage, right? Like, you're asking, when you're playing linebacker, safety's got eyes on everybody because you're deep. Linebacker, you're going to be able to feel things behind you. And that's what makes, like, a guy like Fred Warner so impressive is that Warner's just got eyes back of the head, side of his head, shoulders everywhere. I mean, like, it's incredible how he feels the space. And that's why I like a guy like Mama out of Wyoming. I'm, I'm more impressed with his, his feel. Whereas, like, if you just draft, like, a Davion Taylor, like, oh, let's get, like, a 225-pound linebacker. If he doesn't have the instincts, there's those you don't you can't stall those. You can't you can't fix those. You can't get those in there. He's got to have that that from the jump. He's got to just ha- have proven that, and that's why I prefer a guy like a mum out of Wyoming who's already shown that he can do that. Chandler Tinning out of Georgia, similar guy. And, and yep. now, quick devil's advocate though to both your questions about, or, or I should say, both your points about this defense going into Week 18, they allowed fewer big plays than any team in the NFL. Yeah, um, and they finished the season with. 29 sacks, second lowest in the NFL, or, or second fewest in the NFL. Could this just be solved by getting a more dynamic pass rush? Or do you right. really think it's the back seven that matters? I'll put on my Howie hat and say everything is solved by a dynamic pass rush, right? Let's just get the best pass rush yeah. that ever exists. They don't make it too deep, and then we don't have yeah. to worry about anything. And there is there is some truth to that. The lack of explosive plays, to me, is is structural, right? Okay. Where, like, the way the depth of which we're playing right, is That's what they're asking. The right, idea. exactly. And offensive coaches are very happy to say, we ain't going to go broke taking a profit here, and there's no reason to really test this downfield. That. Yeah, if, if, if we don't need to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so improve improve the pass rush, and you're you're only going to end up encouraging halves like we saw that first half from Tom Brady. Obviously, nobody else is Brady, but Brady's time to throw was like 1.9. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable how quickly that ball was coming out. If you if you become polar, like they were a little bit like this in the Schwartz era, where everybody knew the pass rush was so dominant, everybody knew the corners were so susceptible that the ball was just out, right? And all of a sudden, you're able to just kind of neutralize that pass rush with, with, with time to throw. So I think you're going to run into that problem if you really invest uh, in that front. What I think the Gannon answer would be, and there is truth and value to this, is well, we got to get seven guys in the back end who believe in the hits principle, who believe in hustle, intensity, and tackling, right? That's what Eberflus's whole bit was in Indianapolis when, when Gannon was there. And those are sorts of guys that are, that's character dudes, right? That's shooting hoops and the, in the meetings in the combine, right? Like they, the Colts got Kenny Moore as an undrafted free agent. Why was he an incredible slot corner? Because he was nuts. He just wanted to go and run and hit people for four quarters. Just like and, Zach, yeah. Yeah. And, and so there is a little bit of. I feel of, like Zach does the hits principle. Yeah. Reporter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so there's a, little, yeah, there's a little bit of like, you know, maybe they're going to find some guy in the sixth round who they just really like the cut of his jib, and then he's going to come in and win that nickel cut job. Cut of his jib. Yeah, win that. that outside corner job because he believes in that philosophy, and he's taking those six-yard dump-offs and making them three-yard dump-offs, and that matters to this defense and this I'm curious, do you think at safety, if Rodney McLeod leaves, is there Ewing theory potential? I, I'm going to... Uh, unfortunately admit that I really don't get what the Ewing theory is, which is not good as a ringer employee, um, but it's the whole, like, it's better if he's gone, right, sort of a thing. A star yeah. player yeah. leaves and your team plays better. So I, I don't, I think, I don't also, think it applies, all no. due respect. I, I think there's also, nice uh, career, we yeah. would be, I think, admonished by uh, at least a, a small percentage of the listenership if we didn't ask, do you think music exists? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was listening to music this morning, confident okay. it was real. Okay. Well, that's fair. Oh, those I are mean, all your questions. You're good now. Sports and pop culture. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I want to get into like personal life. Right, go band, ahead. But we don't have to. <laughs> well, I, well, I told here, him 15, let, 20 minutes. Okay. We, we, do you, you know, have time? 
Uh, yeah, do what you need. Uh, okay. Well, he said, I have time until Bo <laughs> wants to get yeah. to his next questions. All right, let's get to one more football one. You're looking at the Eagles. They're three first-round picks. Yeah. Uh, I know you've done work on the first two rounds or so. Are there, like, favorites that you have or guys who you say, ooh, we, this will be a spicy pick for the Eagles there with yeah. one of those first three picks? Just you know, throw, some, throw some names out there. We don't have to hold you to it unless you're wrong, in which case we will repeat this over and over again for months and years to come. Uh, yeah, like I was wrong about Josh Sweat over Derek Barnett, right, Bo? Uh, anyway. Oh, nice. oh, oh so this you is the combined. Yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, don't move on. That's, you know <laughs> Spend what it a is? couple minutes That's on this. The, football guys here. Last <laughs> foment, the foment of the beef. The, it's really the argument is over who is the Josh Sweat guy. Oh, I think that's the competition. Nah. I, I, who between the two of you that is goes, the, That goes to Zach. Because I was more of the Josh Sweat guy like pre-draft. And right. I'm sorry. in Because we talked yesterday about that historic uh, running back class in 2017. How did Pumphrey turn out? Yeah, really, really poorly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Small little guy. Uh, but I, That's I, relative. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can message you some, uh, you know, both if you want. Yeah, yeah. You can call them out. In a few uh, minutes. No, Eagles fans listening to this are screaming for you guys to ask about JJ Ortega Whiteside as well because I like mm-hmm. that guy. And listen, it's a great blocker. Good blocker. Yeah. JJ Ortega. <laughs> can we move the tight end? Can yeah. we have him eat a couple? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, put some weight on number two tight end. Go do the bench press. Let's yeah. see it. Right. Um, By the way, that cheering for that bench press behind was fourteen reps. That was the reaction for fourteen reps. I don't know. Do that in my sleep. Maybe it, I mean maybe it was you that yeah. was doing it. Twenty twenty two first rounders. Uh he's Trey, all business, I like yeah. that. <laughs> okay, so at wide receiver, I like Traylon Burks at Arkansas the most. Oh, oh, baby. That's that's their crush. Yeah. I mean he we says that I have not watched saying, one yeah. snap of him. Yeah. But Zach and has preemptively said he's going to be yeah. our crush. So. I uh I mean it, it's kind of a, a nice uh, uh, you know, foot in each pond, if you will, where if they really want to run this Jalen Hurts offense, a guy like Burks becomes really valuable because he's the sort of like, I could take a bubble screen and go score right now sort of a guy, right? When It's very silly to watch him play at the SEC and watch like future NFL draft picks be like, I understand how fast people are generally and then this 225-pound receiver is just gone. Is he the big boy Debo Samuel Kai? Is yes. that the one? Okay. Oh, right. So now, I love the Debo Samuel. Now the Debo comparison is tough because okay. Debo, Debo loves him low contact and uh. Traylon loves him some contact on like 35% of the snaps. Mm, no. How do they compare yeah. from a ju- from a junk in the trunk comparison. standpoint? Because we know that's what Debo's yeah. all about. Uh, Burke's impressive junk in the trunk. Okay. Uh, Debo, <laughs> tru- truly, truly the pinnacle uh, junk okay. in the trunk. Yeah. You simply know you cannot beat Deep, uh, Apex Mountain for Debo. Okay. Do you have okay. a top five junk in the trunk? Um, I don't think so. It could I be a column. I would read that column. Yeah. Yeah. For a second, I thought you were asking me if I have a personal <laughs> It could be it's football like, players. Me walk yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you? I've been side by side with you, yeah. so maybe you when know. you get up and leave, bottom by bottom. Yeah, <laughs> Traylon's good. Uh, I think the Eagles do need that guy who's got a little bit more size in the receiver room. He's 6'2", 225. And in the pants. Yep. Drake London. I know that's right. <laughs> Drake London out of USC. 6'4", 220. Uh, and he can get downfield. He's a, he's wait, a, wait. But isn't he like the uh, contested catch king type guy? Yeah, Aren't we I'm worried about those guys? This, this he is, right, he is. And that's worrisome. I will say that London is is a peculiarly good big guy with the ball in his hands. He, he's, okay. he's uh, really interesting in terms of his ability to, to decelerate, accelerate. He's got a big basketball background. He was going to be on the USC basketball team. So those are the guys I'd like at wide receivers. I think you need a little bit more size. Okay. Um, Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa is going to be a guy who's in a conversation, and it just depends on the get out of here with this Kelsey. nonsense. He's going to be- <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's not you, but like this idea that the Eagles are going to be are going to take a center with one of these in a, with a top twenty yeah, pick. They definitely wouldn't have done why? it with their with their early second round pick last year. But they exactly but they, they did just it. did it. So why are they going to do it again? They've got guys. 
I, I 100% agree with you. I think I, it yeah. would be outrageous if He's they don't. The draft crushes. He's answering the question. Don't, yeah, no. don't well, mock I mean, him me... to the Eagles. Don't fall in that trap. No, no, no. I'm clicking, I click, I'm clicking out. If, yeah. if I see Linderbaum there, I'm clicking out. I will be interested, though, if they do go defensive tackle because of Yeah, I think of that's definitely possible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Hargrave was incredible, but like that late teens area is like the potential Devontae Wyatt area, who's out of Georgia, the Jordan Davis area, who he's out of Georgia as well. And Davis, Davis would be an interesting signal well, from them in terms of starting to prioritize maybe run defense and doing some creative things up front, solving that box problem I was right. talking about, as opposed to just being like, hey, who are the penetrators? Um, but Devontae Wyatt is, is their type. Now, so, just to set the scene here, it's, there's an interesting dynamic because you're sitting here next to you, not on the podcast right now, is Dane Brugler, yeah. who's just... He's, he's focused, but you can tell he's listening he's out of one ear. He's annoyed as hell. And he he's thought like, he was getting to a quiet place to finally do some work. Everyone's just he's like listening the to, poor guy. to Ben's draft takes, and I'm like, I'm just looking, like the eyebrow raise, like for a take, like, oh, oh he like started Drake, doing like the Drake cut him off thing like, behind him. Like, like, <laughs> oh, man, now I'm wondering what the take was. Was it Devontae? Oh, we'll chat. We'll do a post show. We'll do, we'll do a post show. We'll check in. Yeah. I'll be the way. So those are some of my guys. Okay. Um, You've been very yeah. generous with your time, Ben. I love, love it. It's always fun to be on Birds with Friends with Bo, Shield, and most notably, <laughs> Zach Berman. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to repay a, a compliment? I, his work's outstanding. I want to squash the beef. Look, yeah. I, I've, no, I've, I want to start the beef with you, though. I, I mean, you were so aggressive on the Linderbaum. Settle down. I'm with you. But you invite a guy on the show, yeah, well. you ask him a question, and then you tell him to get Look, the I, hell out of here. I mean, listen. Yeah. I, I got to tell you this. There, I, I, I think back to the summer of 2018. And I'm like, can I just get a minute with Jordan Mailata? Like, mm. this, this this guy's talking to him all the time. And then turns around, a great story on Jordan Mailata. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, we were reminiscing about it, uh, Mr. Solak's trips to Eagles training yes. camp. And yeah. yeah. So what's next? I mean, the star has has rose so fast. Like what? I like the yeah. videos though. They like when you yeah. just do. I do the, like a video. Yeah. You got the headset on and ex- explaining. Yeah, those yeah, yeah. No, those the, those videos are a good time. It, it's uh, it's all like it, trying to get more production in that is tough just because there's like you know the league is very finicky yes, about yes. Right. what video you use and what you don't which is sad um but no at this point it's uh it was a great season do the draft season stuff now and then i'm ready to take a nap it's been a, it's been a long year you're uh, young yeah. you gotta have zebra energy you're not like man, you know i'm twice your age nah, yeah, I, I get can't the do naps. that I was, dane's like we sleep in yeah. may man yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i can't do it but dane's uh, got four kids and two little two <laughs> little twins yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. He, doesn't, he sleeps never <laughs> there's no matching payback bro- time no matching day, energy. yeah for sure all right thank you ben you don't you know a personal question or anything no, that's it. That's uh, okay. Okay. It's, Next time we'll bring it's him back. Unbelievable we'll how frequently you guys end podcasts. You do it at least three times a show. I know. Maybe that's four. right. Yeah, that's a oh, good yeah. observation. That's exactly right. Yeah, right. that's like a, that's okay. what my wife would say. That's like a phone call with my brother. It's like, all right, I'll talk to you later. And then like forty minutes later, we're still on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Phone calls. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Thanks, Ben. Bye, friends. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollar first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, back on Birds with Friends at Radio Row. You know, this is like uh, Chekhov's Brugler. Okay, we, we mentioned Brugler. We've got Brugler. Dane, any retort to uh, to what Ben had to say about the draft prospects? What were you really uh, specific- what, was, you what were you really thinking as you no, said? No, no, I'm too busy over here working. Uh, <laughs> you know, just, my kind of answer. I like that. I heard lots of noise. Uh, I, I, I agree with your take about Linderbaum, though. I, I don't I don't see that being a one of the three picks in the mid first for the Eagles. I don't think that's going to happen. That's uh, why he's the king. That's, I, why, that's why the king. Yeah. Mock draft comes out next week. Updated one, uh, and yeah, Linderbaum will not be one of the three Eagles okay, picks. Good. Yeah. I won't click out. There, yeah, there might be a few trades in there, though. Uh, might yeah. have some fun. I with think it. it would be a surprise. Uh, love a mock if, with the trade. I think it would be a surprise if they pick all three in, in those spot, spots. Right? right? That'd be that'd be. I, I would shocking. Yeah, this this year's gonna be tougher to trade though, because right, who's who, who are people coming up for? Exactly. Right? So. Uh, you know, could it be a quarterback? Uh, not for this team, but for another team. Um, you know, it's possible. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it works out. But I don't I don't know that we're going to see a lot of ton. Of, but we might see lower the price tag to trade back might be lower. You know, instead of right for the Eagles to move back five spots in the first round, instead of getting a second rounder, maybe you're getting a third rounder this year, or it's a third rounder next year, or whatever it ends up being. It might just be a cheaper price tag. Let, let me throw this uh, thesis out to you. I want to get your take on this. So you're the Eagles. You've yeah. got Jalen Hurts. Nice year. Not sure about his ceiling. Yep. There's the bites, bites at the apple theory at quarterback. You, know, you don't have a guy, get your, you know, try a bunch of different options and see who hits. I'm looking at them as a team. Three picks in the middle of the first round. I read what you write, what others write about Malik Willis as this toolsy prospect, not ready right away, may have that upside, might not reach it, but if he hits the upside, then you're really in a nice spot. What would be your thoughts on saying, you know what, we weren't planning on drafting a quarterback, we're not trading up for him, but Malik Willis is still there in the middle of the first round. Let's take him. If Hurts works out, great. We'll figure it out. If he doesn't, we have another option here. Uh, I'm pro of that idea. All right. Uh, I'm not saying absolutely I would do it, yeah. I, but I think after after the combine, after talking with Malik Willis, if I was just totally on board with him, uh, w- you know, thinking I, he's one day going to be a, I think in order to take a quarterback in the first round, you have to believe that at one day, at some point during a rookie contract, they will be a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Okay. And if I think that coming away from talking with Malik Willis, if I come away thinking, you know what, he has that potential, he has that ceiling, absolutely I would do that. Because how you laid it out, it's insurance if Jalen Hurts, if that doesn't work out. If it does work out, then you know, the the Eagles are not going to be the only team that are going to be intrigued by Malik Willis. And so, if, you know, two years from now, Jalen Hurts is, you know, firing on all cylinders, and all of a sudden you're talking extension with him, 
trade market for Malik Willis will be, I think, pretty robust. When you look around, I mean, look at this quarterback market we have going on. Mitchell yeah. Trubisky's about to get paid. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll see what happens with Jordan Love. I mean, there, there, there's going to be a market for him with the Packers in, in, the, in the trade market, depending on what Aaron Rodgers does. So I, when you have a team that has three first-round picks like that, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. What's the best version of Malik Willis look like? That's a good question. Okay. Um, Sorry, I just hit you with it. You know, both the one who, I was really content having you work. You were doing work over there. Yeah, you're getting I was harassed just, every I was five minutes. Get in, get out. You're asking the best Oh, I don't know. Then you bring him in. I don't want to waste the man's time. No, no. It's, okay. it's, it, that, right, I think awesome. that's a great question okay. because it's, right. it, it's, he is so <laughs> talented. It's just what he was asked to do at Liberty compared to what he's going to be asked to do in the NFL. There's just a big gap. And it's not that he can't do it. It's just that we haven't seen him be able to do that. Um, and, and so uh, Malik Willis, there's so much to work with from the body type to the athleticism to the arm talent. Um, he's a sharp kid. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that there's he has a high ceiling. It's just what's it going to take for him to get there? Right. Do you have the infrastructure in your program, uh, in your club? Uh, the coaching staff, are they on board? So uh, it's an interesting fit with uh, with Philly because of the reasons you laid out. I have one day. I have one Dane process question. We'll, we'll talk yeah. prospects yeah. before the draft. But when when Bo has a big story coming up, it looms over him. He's you know he's, he's thinking about it the night before that kind of like thing. The Starbucks. Yeah. The the draft guide. What's mm. going on in your head right now? What's going on in your computer, knowing that we're approaching the time when that hits soon? I'm I, I wake up in cold sweats at night. Um, <laughs> it, it, I do. It's it's we're running out of time. Um, it, it's it's, it's yeah. can you explain? Yeah, can you I, thank you. Thank time you. Now. Um, <laughs> tell we talked about this. Explain your process. Like you have the, the, the regimented schedule at night. Oh, it's the last. Thing. The, yeah. Yeah. No. It's a very. Um, I mean, I so I, in my house I have a, my office and. Uh, it's right outside the hallway, and um, in the hallway we have a, a lamp, and it's on a timer. Um, so it comes on at 6 o'clock at night and then turns off. And during, after Christmas, I set the timer for, it's like one thirty, I think. And so I know, like, when I'm working, as soon as that light goes off, wow. all right, I, I, need to start, great? I need to start winding down. Um, and so once that light comes off, that's when I know I need to scale back a little bit. Because uh, I got to be up at you know six thirty with the kids, oh so God. or you know get them ready for school. Uh, so that that's it's a it's a different process this year, just with the uh, added human beings in my house uh, with the little twins. So I want to give you one second to uh, to gas up your wife for uh, for, for like the draft pro- during the draft. <laughs> He's not going to be listening to this. <laughs> yeah, to come on, the clip and send podcast. it to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. I I. I worry about texting her in the morning uh, here at the combine. Like, hey, how'd last night go? Um, everything okay? And just yeah, because uh, I know my twins don't sleep very well, and you know the other ones they fight, and so it's um, yeah. The, the draft guide, and the tough thing with the draft guide too is everything's a week later this year. Yeah, you know the right. like it, we're in March already, and we're you know we haven't had a single forty yard dash at, at the combine, so. Um, and that the pro days are going to be a week later now. So that'll like Drake London, his pro days uh, April sixth. So I think that was right around when I wanted to get the draft guide out. But I need that Drake yeah. London workout in there. Uh, you know, it's he's going to run a four eight, and all of a sudden he drops down three spots right. in the wide receiver ranking. So that pushes back things a little bit. And so the the later calendar uh, kind of screws with the, the schedule a little bit. But yeah, it's a you know the draft guide's a living document, and you know just. Here, doing interviews with these players, picking up little things maybe that I was, you know, missing from their report. Like um, talking to Obina Eze from TCU, like um, 
you know, I knew he came in here from Nigeria uh, in 2015, but finding out that, you know, he hasn't seen his family since 2015. Wow. They've wow. never been able to come over here and see him. Um, you know, a little th- piece of context like that, talking to him about his wife, you know, because he just got married last year. Um, finding out little pieces of context like that, that's... that's the, How the, did you ask him that? Did you say, here's an opportunity to Zach's, gas up your wife? That's Zach's beat, usually, <laughs> yeah. finding out about the wives. Yeah. Well, it it doesn't happen... Stepping on his toes. It doesn't happen yeah. a ton with prospects, yeah. you know. It's so, when uh, the opportunity's there, yeah, you got to jump on it, but... Uh, no, uh, no detail too small for that draft guy. All right, so. All right Dan, get out of here. You got Thank a lot you, to Dan. do. Right, Thank thanks you for joining Dan us. Let's we'll take man. one last break on Birds of Friends. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, back on Birds with Friends. And, I mean, what a star-studded episode yeah. that we have here as we welcome Nate Tice to the program. Nate, how are you? I'm doing very well. It's nice to be on the not-last 15 minutes I've seen of this show. As I told you guys a couple times, I actually, like, I'm in the chunk of it. I'm in the middle, and so I get to experience you guys yeah, you a little You have a more. very specific viewing experience very. of Birds with Friends where you're just waiting for Shield. Like, will this interminable podcast please end so I can get going with this with the, the athletic football show, right? and, and now, does it seem like when you go to a comedy show and you see the opening act and, and and you're just yeah. waiting you know it's like all right she'll come on to the big stage you can get off that local <laughs> podcast now right. right i'm telling you when i watched you guys i i understood it made me feel like less of a degenerate when i, I told you guys I, I, all of a sudden i heard you guys talking about like as you told me will, will a pylon fall over or will a punt be down like at the seven yard line like something like something of those sorts and i was like okay so i'm not that bad like i'm not that bad when i'm talking about player props and all that this stuff. is why i went to uh, journalism school by the way for yeah, this right. kind of yeah. Now, I saw Nate was over at the, the NFL Network set, yes. Now, how did that compare to this? We haven't offered you a drink. We have, like, no peanuts. They had bags of snacks oh, and everything. They had oh, snacks. yeah, they got okay. all the production all right. assistance. So this isn't going to be quite as uh, special. I mean, I could go, you know, I have this cup here. I could go fill it up. You're, you're good there. Okay. I know. I appreciate you. Right. Let's get to now, some of Nate. What a host. Well, I was going to say, I just, I'm sure you've answered this question before, but, like, not that all uh, coaches' sons are a monolith, but, like, how, how much would you expect that, say, like Doug Peterson's kids were reading our coverage uh, during their time with the Eagles? <laughs> probably, like, they're probably aware of you a okay. little bit. Yeah, I, I, I knew all the Minnesota guys for, for a long, long time and all, all that. You kind of know years later, like when they come up to you and it's like, and it's like I remember. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Like, and then there's someone like, hey, you hey. Keep the rece- <laughs> you keep the receipts. Yeah, yeah. 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 nice, but yeah. Oh, I, I definitely sure. would, man. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, I know. Left this guy. I, and then, <laughs> is there anybody you want to, is there anybody you want to publicly throw into the bus? Uh, <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> There's a prominent Vikings fan that has a national website that, okay. uh, that I would always like to meet in person one day. Okay. <laughs> and like with your towering frame. Like, yeah. yeah. It's a big I, 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 I try to kill him with kindness. Yeah. And, you know, well, so I like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's, that's what I try to do anyways. All right. Let's get to some of Nate's uh, draft takes. Of course, Nate doing uh, draft work for Bleacher Report yep. on the athletic football show. I mean, you really can't. I mean, your star has risen. I can't go through uh, Twitter feed without getting. Right. And I like Nate's takes. Well, <laughs> 
has multiple credentials. <laughs> and how about the Twitch feed? Let, Twitch, give that yeah. a little plug because yeah. that's underrated. Twitch.tv slash Nate underscore Tice. Yeah. I think I got that right. I did that on the NFL Network. They actually like, gave me a fist pound. Nice. Yeah. Good job. Nice okay. drop nice. there. Another yeah. play worth failing again. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Twitch feed's great. Uh, I also have a Substack, the Silent Count, yes. which is a little dormant I right now. Yes, but it will be coming back. I'll start doing some college yeah. prospect guys, mm-hmm. more, like deeper dives on these guys. Yeah, I'm all over the place. The Twitter, yeah. <laughs> mostly wrestling takes though right now. <laughs> like that's that's yeah. kind of some soccer, some men's soccer team in there, and then and, and then once in a while I talk X's and O's. So okay. it's, yeah, but yeah, I do the Bleach Report. I focus on the offensive skill guys. And what's been good this year is we got last year when I first did it, we just started in January, and I'm just catching up, and it's a COVID year and craziness. This year we started so much earlier that yes, I focus on offensive skill guys, but now I can watch other positions and. That way I actually know what I'm talking about. So when someone goes, oh, what do you think of this offensive guard? I just right. don't go, uh, Brandon Thorne likes him. That's what I do. That's <laughs> yeah. 100% what I do. Oh, that's Hold on, strange. let me check yeah, with yeah, Brandon Thorne. Thorne. Yeah. Twitter yeah. advanced search. You see, so Linderbaum from Thorne, okay. He's, yeah. oh, and he, this is all the offensive linemen. Here we go. Yeah. No, but I, I can see why why Bo and Shield wanted you on so badly because when we do, a, a, a few years ago, we, we did drafts of past 20 years of the Eagles of the Eagles roster, and Bo's just takes the skill guys. All right, I go O-line, D-line. Bo just drafts a fantasy here. football team yeah, over here. So. Trey Thomas, third overall <laughs> of all the Eagles over the past 20 years. Give me a break. I you, won that competition. You build around your offensive line, right? Yeah. So. All right, let's get to your boy. Well, you only I mean, won that competition before Carson Wentz cratered, but go ahead. It's okay. Time, you, you go with the information you have at the uh, time. Uh, Desmond Ritter, Nate, yes. has been your number one QB, right, yep. I believe, from start to finish. Start to finish. Oh, we have to finish. All right, so tell. Yeah. What is this, yeah. the finish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start to middle. From start to middle. Give us what you love about this guy. Who does he compare to? Yep. If you're a team like the Eagles and you have three middle round picks and kind of like your quarterback, but are open yep. to you know this kind of date like dating kind of. Curious, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, quarterback curious. I like that. Did you just coin that? I used it on the uh, on the athletic football show. Oh, so yeah. re- oh now look, you're repeating material. Right right look at that. Yeah. It's, all, it's all under the athletic umbrella. Talk to us, Desmond Ritter. Uh, yeah, so with Ritter, it, it's put in perspective. It's like he is my top quarterback, and I have he's on the 20s in our big board okay. uh, with the Bleacher yeah. Report, okay. and that really sums it up. If he came out last year, or if this version of Ritter came out last year, he would have been my QB five, oh. even though he's my okay. QB one. That's good. That's content. a lot yeah. of hedging uh, right there. But what I do like about him, and he was a guy I had no exposure to last year. I knew since. Now he won a lot of games, but it was one of those. He's not draft eligible. Don't give a shit. And so, right. so yeah, this he's got year, time for that. Huh? Yeah, exactly. So now I dove into him, and he's a guy. When you watch on film, you appreciate him a lot more. Uh, his obvious tools is he can roll. Like I think he's going to run really well. I think he is running. But yeah, I think he's straight line fast. But on top of that, he's a lot more cerebral than I think people give him credit for. They ran a not an easy offense to run in college. Not a ton of RPOs. They had a couple. But a lot of, like, true drop-back passing where he had to go to one to two to three. One to two, check it down. And he could do it. And he was doing it against some, some decent teams like Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Indiana's a good team. But, like, <laughs> Houston. Jeez. And, that's yeah. the old Big Ten rivalry. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. That's only, I scored one career touchdown against Indiana. <laughs> oh, to, hell yeah. To go up 83 to 20. Hey. I, was the, I was the human. Listen, that was the difference was in the game. Yeah. Yeah. The they might have needed that. The human victory cigar. <laughs> Wait, so what, what happened? Did you, did you hand the ball to the ref? Did you spike it? What would you do? Uh, so as I, I, I got tumbled into the end zone, it fell. <laughs> I did just kind of like the palms up. Like, yeah, that just happened. I like that. 
and then one of my teammates headbutted me. Oh, Ryan Garoy. He, yeah, he played for the Bills for a <laughs> oh, little bit. Yeah. Headbutted me so hard. I swear I got concussed after oh that, God. like, because he was so fired up to go up 83 20. He's got some football guy bona fides. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. You're one not really carry. a football player until you've right. gotten headbutted by a teammate and yeah. you yeah. almost get knocked out. You're like, oh my God. I think that's the first time that sentence has been uttered on, on the show, my first career touchdown. <laughs> no, I'm sure Bo has. Yeah, something similar. But back to the guy that actually can play football. So with Ritter, too, is is like what I was saying is just the cerebral stuff. His pocket movement has really it was one of those where I watched him I'm like, man, this guy's doing a lot of like intricate stuff, like advanced stuff. Like and everyone else is oh, he's just a raw tools guy. He's like Kaepernick. And I was like, really? This, right. this is not the guy that I'm watching right now. And apparently working with Jordan Palmer, quarterback coach, Carson's brother, he really dove in and improved with him throughout this last spring. And from what I've heard and what I can gather, I can tell this guy's a psychopath competitor, just how he plays. Like he is and that's the accuracy stuff is what the blemish is with him. He'll he's long limbed. He can spray a ball over stride, so the ball sails on him a little bit. But one of those things why I think about that is he's too geeked up. Like he starts the game, he's yeah. like, "We're going to win this game." Like if you watch against Notre Dame, he sprays he's two balls. Yeah. yeah, he's head button teammate. He's the one head betting those <laughs> right, guys. Right. Yeah, and I think he calms down as the game goes in. And if you look every game he played in, he improved throughout the game. Like second, his second half performances were great in every game. And that's what was an appeal to me. I was like, okay, this guy's learning. This guy's calming down. So it was all the improvement. And in this QB class, not, I mean, you're, you're splitting hair. Not splitting hairs. You're trying to find anything with these guys that you can work with. And I just think with this guy, with his athleticism, how competitive he is, how hard of a worker he is, and apparently how smart he is, is that, like, this is an interesting package. And, again, he's only in the 20s on our big board. So it's right. like you're not taking this guy in the top 10. But if you took him late first, early second, I'd be like, He's a guy I would take a chance on. What, what, what's the best the version? What's the best? Desmond Ritter reaches his ceiling. He looks like a mix between Dak and Tannehill. Okay, okay, that's, that's interesting. He, yeah. thro- he throws a lot like Tannehill, and, and I'm not saying to this scale, uh, but how Her- he has the same kind of motion as Herbert does. Herbert's on a whole nother right, right. two, yeah. three tiers above, but it's more like Tannehill, where it's that line drive throwing motion, and he's kind of tall, long limbed. Uh, but then he has, I think he has Dak's mind. and Because okay. Dak is one of those guys, same thing, pocket movement, all that, and the competitiveness. So it's kind of like a weird mix. Yeah, we, we've talked a little bit about Malik Willis on this pod so far, but what's your take on, on a Kenny Pickett? I'm, I, I compared him to Taylor Haneke, so that, <laughs> it, that kind of puts it in perspective. I think with Taylor Haneke minus the uh, and Nate January, kinda, and Nate January the 6th Taylor curiosity. Haneke, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's an old yeah. Dominion, man. Yeah. He, oh, my God, I was at Pitt as a GA, and I was like, who the hell is this kid? Like, he just shredded us. <laughs> we ended up winning a game, but it was, they ran like five plays. I stole every signal for, I'm on, off, nice. on the offensive GA, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, all right, here's that. curl flat, like, because this was the uh, signal. I'm rolling. Like, this is, this is pin pull. Like, I knew all, the, I still remember him. And there he is, left and right, just That's funny. Kni- knifing us up. And, uh, uh, but anyways, with, with. Guest at Rick Lovato's wedding, Taylor Haneke. Was he? Really? <laughs> I mean, we probably should have led the pod with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. the piece we want. I think with, with, with what's wrong with you're you? only getting that on Birds of France, guys. So. Yeah, the around the NFL yeah. guys aren't giving you that. We're okay. not telling you the guests at Rick Lovato's wedding. So far, we've covered Michael Dunn's wedding and Rick Lovato's wedding on this podcast. So we we really work on the heavy hitters. That's great. Uh, but uh, with Pickett is I, I my all right. He's he's gonna be old. He's gonna be a 24 year old yeah. rookie. Oh, you're speaking both languages. Uh, Are you an ageist, a fellow ageist? He hates a the old bit, guys. A little bit. Let's yeah. go, baby. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. Yeah. And with him, it's 
Yeah, you would have taken Joe Burrow, apparently, but go on. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Outlier. There's, there's context. There's yeah, there's, there's context. <laughs> and with him, it's, I thought I was going to go in, there's going to be you know, this six-year senior, he's going to be polished and right. reading stuff out. And he wasn't as, as mentally aware as I thought he would be. Like, I thought he would just be, in yeah. this, he's running a Mark Whipple offense, which is, it's, it's an NFL offense, like a lot of the stuff they were doing. And at times, he, it was, he's bouncing in the pocket, waiting for something to come open. And, and you can get away with that if you're a plus-plus athlete, and then you just go scramble, and we'll talk about Willis in a second. But he's, not, he's, an, he's a good athlete. You okay. know, he's not that top-tier kind of guy. So he likes to create and scramble, which you do like about him. It, it's, to me, it's what I think people wanted Johnny Manziel to be. Like, that's like kind of like a okay. create play, like create plays outside the pocket, tough, can scramble a little bit. Throws accurately, you know, doesn't have a huge arm, but enough that you can get the ball there and drive some throws. But that is, I don't know, it, it's a player that I just can't get behind. There's just a, so many red alerts with him that it's more like I see him as a high-end backup type, okay. spot starter type. Um, I think he's, right now, he's my QB2, but I think he'll, I think Willis will pass him um, when it's all said and done. So, but he's like a guy that I can see as a third round. You throw him in there, he's scramble for you. He's going to be smart enough to do some stuff, but just don't see that gotcha. starter level guy. Okay. I like thought you had something. This will nothing but none of this will bite me in the ass in a, in a few yeah, years. So, so fire, <laughs> the, that's the motto of this play. You fire off takes, you change them. It doesn't matter. People for and not everybody forgets. You that's know? that's why I, I love doing the gambling. Rager, the gambling yeah, twenty minutes every week is yeah. great because we're all just gassed out. Me, you, and Robert. Yeah. And so we just yeah. shoot from the hip. Let it rip. <laughs> yeah. I'm just crushing coach. Yeah. I feel like I'm just crushing I mean, people left so and right. There. I'm betting against yeah. this take because this coach is an absolute. <laughs> you see what he did earlier in the show? I'm like so nice about him. I hate to do a lot of nice things on defense. Yeah. We get to the takes part or the picks part. I'm just like, God, they suck. I can't believe they. Oh my God, they're not going to be able to keep up with them. And then, sure enough, I'm washed and beating the Bucks outright and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't forget. Are we sticking the quarterbacks here, or can we move no, on to wide receivers? I got about five minutes. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I think our, our listeners are particularly curious about wide receivers. Um, we used the hypothetical that we did with uh, Solak, where Howie Roseman gets in touch with you and says, uh, you know, I don't want to spend. Three first round picks in a row, you know, three years in a row on a wide receiver. Yep. But if there's one this year that I can't turn away from in the teens, I'll pull the trigger. Is there one that can't turn away from in the teens? Uh, that, to me, that's Drake London. And what's really fun with this class, that's a receiver from USC. I have six guys with legit first round grades on a receiver. But for six receivers, I have legit first round grades on, which is, I, I'm shocked I went into that process because I, I try to be tough on receivers. And I'm like, I, I, yeah, here's another one. Like, here's another guy. I'm giving a first-round grade. What's cool is they all have way different flavors. Uh, but what I like about Drake London, and I'm a sucker for these types of players, he's a true ball winner. And actually, it works out great for the Eagles. I, I think him and Devontae Smith were awesome You love Devontae. Devontae Smith was your receiver, receiver one, one, one last yeah, year. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I thought... First what? post of the Substack, right? Was, yeah, was yeah, it was, yeah. Good one. Wow, look on. at you guys! Yeah, come on, yeah. I'll pay you later. Rosenthal, pay, uh, you getting in with that? I don't uh, yeah. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but come on, Sessler. Uh, no, but the, with Drake London and and the, these are guys I like. He has more. The the knock on him is oh separation. He doesn't create separation. And I'm curious what well, he. When run. I would say that Eagles fans are like generally tep or like nervous of this because of JJ Ortega Whiteside. It's sure. like a like you hear not a lot of separation but a good contested catch guy you worry a little bit so. and my my argument against that is the quarterbacks you played with were garbage i was shocked how good of a route runner he was at 65 215 he could sink you can see his basketball background he's a true athlete he was just big 
And I mean, all these guys are, but <laughs> one rushing touchdown against Indiana, you know. Uh, but with him, he had just more polish to him. He had more creation after the catch that I thought. He's a basketball player, but he was physical, which I surprised me. I thought he'd kind of be like, eh, and, you know, just pity padding. And I, with those bad quarterbacks, why I want to bring that up is he would burn guys, and then the quarterbacks would throw it short. Hmm. And so he has to plant his foot and go up and high point it. And so that's why I didn't think it was that much of a knock. Like, I, I watched this guy. I was like, right. man, this guy's a complete receiver. He played in the slot his first two years, and he was good there. He actually can run a full route tree. Like, it's to me, I'm like, what am I missing with this guy? And I know some people think he might not run fast. I think he'll do okay, like a mid-4-5 guy, which I think is plenty fine. Like, when you're at that size and that ball skills, like legit great hands, it's, it's a, one of those packages, everything hits right. He's truly a mismatch every week. You have no corners that can cover this for, for 60 minutes in a game. So I, I, I'm a huge fan of him, but also love Chris Olave. Um, I think with, but with the Eagles, uh, kind of want a little more size at that position. Olave's yeah. a little slighter. I think that dude gets dropped into the NFL and is productive. Like, I, I think he's, he's one of the most no-brainer picks. I, uh, Traylon Burks, receiver three, uh, for me, interest, weird player. Like, he plays from the slot. They tag him on a motion every single play, and that it, it blows my mind a little bit. I know some people have compared him, like, to a big Debo Samuel, right. which I get because, like, yeah, he can roll. And he's more of, like, that he has to go into the right situation, I think, but his upside's incredible. Like, he could. I've seen a comparison to A.J. Brown. I kind of get that. And then after that, you got Jamison Williams, uh, Williams from Alabama, who's coming off the ACL. Yeah, coming yeah. off the ACL, but a legit four-three flat guy, better receiver than I thought he would be. I thought he was just going to be a speed guy and screen guy. He's actually a good route runner. He's just skinny, like that's that's his issue. And but I, he's a great player. Jahan Dotson, I'm a huge, mm, huge fan oh, of. Oh, interesting. I love Dotson, and he would have been on the Senior Bowl checklist that I know how he likes so much. Yeah. So you know, but he he backed out at the yeah. last minute. Shields a big Penn State booster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jahan is a good player. It's just that he's small, and that, that's the thing. But if he's – that's a guy I've said teams have early second-round picks that need a guy. Okay. Like, he's – like, I have a first-round grade on him, but I get why people – he's 182 pounds, yeah. you know, and he doesn't have the speed like uh, Waddle had last year, like legit world-class speed. He is fast, though, but he's a great route runner, and he has great, like, ball skills. He's 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but he plays like he's 6'2", which I always just like, okay, that's useful. Like, someone can find right. a Compare every one of those guys to Steve Smith. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then the, there's some other ones. Uh, oh, and then uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State as well. Yeah. I'm a little lower on him than others because I think he's more of a project than uh, we're. It, it's a he's a telling guy that if you just watch YouTube highlights, you're like this is the greatest receiver I've ever seen in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. And then if you watch him against Penn State, which is actually a good example because they press their corners, he had a lot of issues getting off press. And that was that to me is like you can work on that and you can get stronger and everything, but. He's not going to step in right away because guess what NFL right. quarters like to do? Right. <laughs> Press your ass. Like, that's what they're going to do. And then last one is uh, from Clemson is Justin Ross, okay. uh, who's battled injuries throughout yeah. throughout his career. But I, if he was a healthy, he would be one or two. Mm. Like, he is, okay. he's going to be a steal for somebody if his medical is clear. And I think he'll go in, like, the second. Maybe. It depends on where someone takes him. But I, I think that guy is, like, a stud. Like so you have I, Ross over Pickens? Yep. Okay. And I do like Pickens. That's the, and there's two other guys like yeah. Khalil Shakir from Boise State. I think is awesome inside oh, out type guy, senior bowl guy. Yep. And so it's another might be on the Eagles <laughs> Eagles list. I know he likes those guys. And then uh, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. Okay. Um, I, of course I did. I compared him to Eric Decker. And I, I hate that I did a white, white guy. White, 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 I hate that I did it. You, you can't I hate not. that I did it. I, I, I was very proud. I compared uh, Sam Howell to Jalen Hurts. So I was, okay. pretty, I was pretty proud of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's a couple. That, yeah. But no, with Pierce. Uh, 
I really I couldn't believe how much I liked him. But he's a, he was a former volleyball player. They had him at linebacker for one year at, at Cincinnati, like for camp, and they switched him back to receiver. So you see that physicalness with him. But I think that guy's going to test out like test like crazy. Hmm. Like he he can high point balls. Like him and Ritter had great chemistry. But he's a he's an interesting guy. Like I think he could be a really good number two and red zone weapon type because he can actually dunk on guys. Like it didn't against Bama too was uh, when they're in the net, or in the playoff. He was, like, breaking those guys off with his releases. And I was like, okay, okay, all right. Well, you're getting bumped up right there. I was like, because they're actually they're trying them. And he was, and these guys are like stumbling over. Huh. This guy's 6'2", 215. It's like, this is a, this is a legit guy. Nice. So, yeah, it's a fun class. It really is. You got any yeah. good recommendations for a two-player board game? Two-player board boy. I got to go. I like I, go not that I'm not disrespecting <laughs> the board game thing. I have to do a radio <laughs> interview. Anyway. I'll listen Thanks, later. <laughs> but thank you, Nate. Everyone Thanks, go look at all Nate's stuff. Thanks, Joe. Like a Jaipur and a Carcassonne. I, I like say, those. I was yeah. just going to say Jaipur. Yeah, That's Jaipur's exactly. good. Um, Jaipur once I get off the... Jaipur is great. I love Carcassonne. Carcassonne's my favorite game. Okay. Um, I have the first two expansions. My wife and I play it all the time. We yeah, actually were playing good. on the app last night. Oh, nice. That's what we usually do after work because we all play a game of that. Uh, and she, she's gotten like so incredibly good. Uh, it's <laughs> it's not been a fun. good podcast for gassing up the wives. Uh, yeah, the wives, it's yeah. not as it should be. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna tell her to listen to this. <laughs> just the and end, by the way. Just yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she's heard. Yeah, she's oh, that's so it's so funny because that's why I love too. Is she actually doesn't like. She knows very little about sports. Yeah. It's actually awesome because, but she'll like she listens to occasional pod, and so she knows random guys she really likes. So she's, <laughs> she's like, "You like that Justin Fields guy, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Someone was talking about him at work. Yeah, I guess yeah, he did okay. And I was like, "Okay, all right." And then she knew I loved Austin Eckler this year because okay. I drafted him on her, her fantasy team, nice. a bunch of mine. And so I'm always like, "Austin Eckler is our favorite player." For, for this entire season. So now she's a huge Austin Eckler and nice. Justin Herbert fan, which is which is fun. Other two-player games, though, um, we played... This one's a little more complicated. This one called 1960, The Making of a President. Okay. And what the game is, one person's Nixon, one person's JFK. Oh, and Zach a, is very interested now. It's a car-driven game, and at first, it seems complicated, but once you get it, it's very intuitive, and, and you just have to give it a half hour to learn okay. it. But what it is is you're doing an election, and based on the cards you play, what you get certain into every state. Every state's like a territory, okay, literally and figuratively. But uh, like you do each one, and depending on that, you do a final election vote at the end, and that's how you win the game. But all the cards, it's a it's a tug of war, a tug, uh, 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 tug, <laughs> tug of war game, like where you just really it's back and forth, back and forth the whole Got game. It. You can't get too far ahead, can't get too far behind. There's other auxiliary stuff, but that game is really really fun if you're going like a little more complex for two players. Kind of think what else? P- Pandemic's fun if you ever play that. <laughs> Not in real life, yeah, but the game. Say, yeah. but we've the learned. Game. We've learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a blast. It's really it's a lot a blast. of fun. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's what was so funny. People were asking me games, and they're like, uh, "My friend from high school is like, I got this game, Pandemic. It seemed timely." And yeah. it's like, yeah, "Yeah, you're gonna like it. You're gonna yeah. like it." That one's a fun co-op game if you're just getting into games. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I have a whole closet full. I'm kind of embarrassed of how many games I have. Don't be embarrassed. Apparently, yeah. my hotel is right next to a board game store, which is. I a, saw that board game store. Yeah, it looked good. It did. Yeah. I had a couple in there that I was. Uh, they intrigued me. There's the new. There's a Dune game, that, you know, based off the book and movie, okay. and apparently it's got really good reviews. So I'm, I, I'm like really intrigued by that one. I, I haven't played it yet, but that's that's on right. next on my list. Yeah. You got anything else? I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I mean, we can keep going. I want to be respectful of his time. Yeah, no. I, no, I'm very got, generous with your time. No, I'm just man. hanging out. I can I can do talk whatever. We talk tight ends. <laughs> Who's your favorite tight end? This is, is like a. This is like a. There's like six, seven guys who like different people say are tight end one, but there's nobody who's like first round quality. Because right? I have like six guys all have third round grades. Okay, and that, yeah. that's this. It's 
Yeah, it's that's exactly it. It's in their wheelhouse, the Eagles, too. That's yeah. when they'll be looking. Yep. And they're, they're, if you need a tight end in the late second or in the third, it's like this is you're going to find some guys. Because actually, it's not just the glorified receiver types. It's actual blockers, which is like rare now with college tight ends. And guys, I actually have enough. Like I, I right now, Ruckert, uh, Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State's my tight end one. Um, just because he's a little out of control. It's one of those guys. Is it because he beat me in rock, paper, scissors? Did he no? actually? Yeah, he did. But he did. Yeah. How do you, uh, well, well almost you everybody you beat throw? me. So. I was throwing scissors first like way too often. <sighs> yeah. I didn't know it as until I, until I read back through the transcript, but turns out that I'm a scissors man. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm a scissors guy. I'm a paper guy. The uh, but the so you would have gotten me. But uh, I like him because he's he's a legit Y tight end. He can block. He can like actually do those things. But he has enough athleticism to like be a good intermediate route guy. Um, Ohio State just doesn't use their tight ends that much. Like they run the same two formations the whole game, and they use him more as a blocker and more of like an underneath type of guy. Uh, but I think he, he has a little, even though he's a senior, he still has upside to tap into as more as just like, hey, let's use him more as opposed to using one of our three All-American receivers that we, that we have. Um, I also like Greg Dolchich from UCLA. Yeah. He's my tight end too. Late watch for me. And like he declared, we did a big board and literally the, like he declared like the, right after I like, right. finished my, I was like, God dang it. So I have to like watch him back. I think he's going to run like a deer. I think he'll test really well. Um, has I compared him to Jared Cook? Oh, there we go. Another, there, you go. Another, there we go. go. There we go. Yeah, because yeah. I, I read yeah. Chip Kelly compared him to Zach Ertz, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got on him you because did. like they seem like completely yeah, different type of players. Yeah, like, that's yeah, that's yeah. That no. Yeah. His <laughs> whole thing is like he's explosive in the open field, like yeah. run after catch, right? And, yep. and yep. Zach Ertz a, is the literal opposite. opposite. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Dolce is a yeah, he's a speed guy. Like he can actually take the top off the defense, yeah. like as a tight end. But he's really high cut, and that's why I compared him to Jared Cook, is he's really long-legged. Mm. And so like, he'll want to block, but he's just like, it's, it's hard for him to sink. And, but he, he does a good job because he has long arms, and you can tell he's, he's trying, which is step one. <laughs> it's like he doesn't, you don't have to hide him, which I think is so important with tight ends. It's like, okay, yeah, you're not the main block on this, but we don't have to like split you out every play and you're a glorified receiver. So that's why I'm really, I, I think he's going to test like crazy. I, I'm really curious to see. Uh, but I was, I'm a big, big fan of his. And then, like, a random dude that I've really liked is Kate Otten from Washington. Okay. Um, not, he's not the sexiest player, but he's useful because uh, he's a legit blocker. He's probably the best blocking tight end. And he's athletic enough that he actually, like, okay, he catches our eighth one. He can fall forward for a first down. Like, but he's not some big Lee Smith-type glorified tackle. Like, he actually has some athleticism. But it's an interesting class. Like, I mean... Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin, like he's yeah, a DC. I kind of liked him at the Senior Bowl. I liked him a lot. I was being a little harsh on him because I'm a Badger, and I was kind of like, "Hey, I'm not going to like bump him up too much." And then I kept watching. I'm like, "There's more to him that I, I even gave him credit for when I watched him for four years. Like he he can block, he can run. Actually, he has good high points. Like he can actually catch. Like he's going to be a useful player." How about somebody. Likely from uh, from Coastal? I like Likely. I Likely have a fourth round grade on. I I think for him you you have a fourth round grade on him or you will le- most likely have a fourth round grade on him both <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, with him it's it's he's uh, he's a good athlete and everything but the the blocking's weird for me like it looks like a lot of times he's guessing what he's doing and that's fine he was playing at Coastal Carolina they run a kind of interesting offense but Coastal Shade I've done that before mm, right yes. I, I like I like the receiver from there too highly I, I he's not he didn't get invited to the combine which I'm stunned about like yeah but uh, but I like those two guys but likely really it, it's he's intriguing it's one of those I wouldn't want to take too early. But if I got him in the early fourth, it's like, okay, that's the type of guy you want in the early yeah. fourth. The guy that can, you hope to be like a John U. Smith type. Like, really dynamic after the catch. Here we got John U. Smith. 
There you go. Philly, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's yeah. from Philly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, you know, just said, okay, you know, okay blocker, like, can get it done, you know, because he is, he's a little little built more, but, like, even at the Senior Bowl, I saw him kind of struggle a little bit, like, when watching it back on film, just blocking-wise and figuring out what to do. But he has athleticism you can't teach. And and if I think one of the theories I've had with tight ends is just draft the biggest, fastest athletes and yeah. just hope they figure it out. Draft like, power forwards. and then, that's yeah. fine, yeah. And just, yeah, draft them in the second, third, fourth round and just, all right, pray. Like, you know, just top, get those top 5% uh, percent athletes. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else who else I have up there, but there, there's a few others. Derek Deese from San Jose State, I like as a day three guy. Um, he did not participate at all at the Shrine game or the Shrine, or Shrine Week, and I, I knocked him down just out of spite. Yeah, fair. Because <laughs> I wanted to see him against like good. I feel like there's not enough grading for spite. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I, they should have like a spite check marker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Jelani Woods killed the the, the Shrine game, right? Yes. He looked good there. Yeah, he did. And, and We're really getting into the weeds. Rest, right now. rest in peace to the Shrine game. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Jelani. Um, God, he's a giant. And he actually, I think he benched really well. And I actually think Dane tweeted that as well right next to me. Is uh, But with Jelani, too, is what he did at the Shrine Games is exactly what he did on film. It's like once he gets inside the 20-yard line, it's like, okay, yeah. like run him down the middle. <laughs> Just catch a rebound. And I think he's he's another high-cut guy. So, like, when he's blocking, it's okay. But sometimes he can kind of... I'm envious of the high cut guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> the long legged guys. Yes. I know. It's and so it's one of those where his height can sometimes be a detriment when guys can get. Can you imagine having that problem? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Airplanes suck, man. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me close it with. Uh, we'll play a game of Peck Nest Migrate. Now, Peck Nest Migrate is like uh, FKM. Like Peck yeah. is, you know, just yeah. You know, Peck <laughs> Nest the is the Mary. Yeah. yeah. And Migrate is uh, is the is the K. Let's go uh, Frank Kaminsky, Sam Decker, Jordan Taylor. Oh, man. All right, so where are the words again? It's Peck. Peck is like the uh, F. F. Yeah. Yeah. F. Nest is the Mary, and okay. Migrate is the Get Rid Of. Okay, I would Nest Kaminsky. Okay. I would Peck Taylor. Okay. That's, and that's bias. I've known him since high school. And uh, then flex. Yeah. And then the other one is uh and Decker. Is, yeah, is, get rid of Decker. Yeah, get rid of Decker. Who needs who needs him? My uh the guy I work with in Bleach Report, Ian Kenyon Kenyon, is uh he's actually brother in laws with Decker, so it's actually, Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> it's kinda funny where it's hopefully he doesn't listen. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like oh cool, he's not an Eagles yeah. fan. <laughs> no, I think I think he's a big time Packers guy. But uh, yeah, that's I was always disappointed in his, his three point shooting and then because uh, yeah. like, that's what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be a three and D, like really good athlete type, and then it's like he shot like thirty two percent. Like yeah, at the call like Guys to the final four a couple of years in a row, so I can't knock them too much. Like those Another were fun flex. teams. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I know, right? All right. Uh, well, Nate, thank you so much for for taking the time with yeah, us, and thanks to Dane who's sitting next to you, and uh, Ben Solak who's walking around somewhere, and uh, for Shield and Zach, <laughs> and Marissa and Mike and Elijah. I'm Bo. Thanks for listening uh, to Birds with Friends. We'll be back next week with, of course, free agent quackatology, Zach. So thanks to everybody for listening, and as always, we love you. Birds with friends. friends